We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Drinks with Binks, we celebrate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning Super Bowl 55 with former Super Bowl champion, current NFL tight end, and fellow Canadian Luke Wilson. He tells us what it's like to watch the big game from a player's perspective, gives us an inside look on what it's like when you win and lose a Super Bowl, and we play a game of how Canadian are you still? So hold on to your loonies. We're sipping on some Timmy Ho's. This is Drinks with Binks. Welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and we are shooting this episode the day after Super Bowl 55, where we saw the Tampa Bay Buccaneers absolutely body bag the Kansas City Chiefs, which is not what I expected at all. We now see Tom Brady win his seventh Super Bowl, uh, so he is officially the GOAT. There is no more debates to be had. Just uh, cancel all sports talk. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time in quarterbacks. That's Let's leave it at that right now. But one other great positive from the Super Bowl that I found was that I actually love the weekend. Um, I thought that he was a great performer before. This is like, I put him up at like, this guy is a great, great, great performer. Very controversial opinion to have, I realized, on Twitter. Not a lot of people liked his performance. Maybe I liked it more because he is from God's country, Canada, which is where my next guest also hails from. None other than Super Bowl champion and current tight end in the NFL, fellow Canadian Luke Wilson, coming all the way from Seattle. Thanks for joining the show. How are you doing on this Monday after Super Bowl, bud? Well, uh, I'm doing all right. You know, it's always a bit weird um, when you're on a playoff team and you don't go the full distance. Um, but, yeah, chilling. I mean, it has to be such a, a weird or maybe unique perspective to have as a current player watching the Super Bowl. What is that like for you? To be honest, it's not that enjoyable. Um, you know, when I was younger and in college it was kind of a big ordeal um but it's almost like the epitome for me at least it's like the epitome of failure you know and unfortunately for me it's like i've been on some good teams here in seattle where we've been to a few and we've kind of been knocking on the door uh for a few and you know it's just a uh it's a it's more disappointing at the end of the day um 
there's, it's never, I don't know, I, it's hard to even articulate, but it's just not a very positive feeling when you see all this like joy and, and jubilation out of whoever wins. And uh, you know that like your team is not that far away, you know, a couple plays here and there, a couple mistakes, and, you know, that could have been us. So it's not, uh, I don't want to kill the vibe of the interview off the bat here, Julie, but I don't really enjoy yeah. the Super Bowl. Just like a Morgan here right now, but I could totally see that. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch someone like doing drinks with Binks on like NBC that was named like someone Stuart Binks. Like that would be my brother, I guess. I'd be like, that sucks. Like, I feel like I'm dead right now. Um, I do want to get into this, but before we do, we obviously drink on the show. So what are we drinking today? Uh, I'm behaving. I figured, you know, just a general coffee. You know, nothing like a coffee mid-afternoon. <laughs> like, and for me on the East Coast, nothing like a 6 p.m. coffee right now. No keep doubt, me no doubt. Got a little Tim Hortons here for you, a little Timmy House. Um, I'm, what, I'm impressed by that. I didn't go with my Canadian roots, and I'm disappointed. Okay, well, you should be, you should be saying Not, sorry You know, right I'm now. pretty impressed by I just got my Nespresso machine. I'm pretty boring. That is, that, you know what? You, you brought a drink here on the show. That is all that we asked. And what are we toasting to today? Um, the weekend's halftime performance. <laughs> <laughs> you were a fan? I mean, I didn't even watch it, but he's Canadian, so it was awesome. That's it. He was awesome because <laughs> he was Canadian. Cheers <laughs> to the weekend. All right. There we go. That's some good coffee there. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I find it interesting, your perspective. We watched the Super Bowl, I mean, obviously from different experiences. Uh, I would never play in a Super Bowl yet. But uh, tight end Rob Gronkowski really, uh, I mean, once again, makes headlines and has his two touchdown passes. He ends up, you know, coming out of retirement, WWE, blah, 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 Brady, Gronk, all this kind of stuff. From your perspective as a tight end, like, how do you look at Gronk? You know, I think Gronk uh, is obviously one of the best guys to ever play tight end. Um, you know, it's I don't know Gronk personally. He seems like a great dude. But um, I think that what's kind of cool about his game as a tight end is that he's not just a receiving threat. You know, he does a lot in the run game when called upon. And... Uh, you know, I think his last, again, I don't know, I don't want to be, this is just me speculating, but his last uh, few years in in New England, you know, he had the bionic elbow sleeve, and he was still playing an extremely high caliber. One of the things that stuck out to me last night was just how healthy he looked. Mm. And, you know, he's obviously a generational talent, and he looked like he was running smooth, moving smooth. And when you get a guy like that who, you know, can be healthy, I don't know if it was the WWE year, you know, he's obviously uh, a specimen out there and he, you know, two touchdowns and 60 or 70 yards is uh, not a bad day at the office for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and for Super Bowl experiences for you, when, you know, you win the Super Bowl, what is there, what's something that like no one can prepare you for about that experience? Uh... I think that one of the toughest things, which just kind of goes to speak to Tom and all of his greatness as a leader, but one of the toughest things for us was that, you know, the season goes so much longer. You know, if you don't make the playoffs, you're done, you know, depending on the year, usually a 
could be the first day of January. And you look at Tampa Bay now, you know, we're pushing mid-February. They're going to go back, not in a COVID year, obviously, but in a non-COVID year, you now have your exit physicals and the parade. So you're kind of sticking around for that. And the next thing you know, it's mid-February where a lot of guys have had, you know, six, seven weeks off at this point. And you're getting praised everywhere, pat on the back. You guys are the best. But the season comes up pretty quickly when you make that deep of a run. And, uh, you know, my second year in the league, we did go back to the Super Bowl, but we, I believe we started that season four and four and eventually won eight straight. And, you know, everyone knows how that season ended on the last play. But um, that was one thing I don't think any of us were kind of prepared for in a way was it was like, hey, we won, we're on cloud nine. You know, maybe you take your foot off the gas a little bit as far as training goes, but then the next thing you know, phase one OTAs are here, and you're also now the standard for the league. Mm-hmm. So every time somebody, you know, plays you, they're circling their roster, their schedule, like, hey, this is kind of our measuring stick. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to take a shot at the champ. So we started a little slow the next year, ended up being able to right the ship. But I think you see, you know, a lot of teams – have gone there or go to the Super Bowl and really struggle in the next season. Yeah, that's kind of uh, what we see. It's like that hangover, right? They talk about with any kind of team that wins a championship, difficult to kind of get back on track. But I want to know what it's like Super Bowl winning moments. So, you know, you finish with media, your your locker room, you guys shower, change, whatever. Like, what happens next? Like, where do you go? Does someone have a party set up? Do you go home? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. So um, I think everybody's a little different. I was a rookie when we won. And the big thing, again, these are non-COVID times, obviously, but uh, the big thing then was we were all, you know, we did the parade here, which was amazing, one of the coolest memories. And the parade was a little aggressive. You know, there's a lot of alcohol that was consumed. Um, and then we went to Vegas. But I say we went to Vegas. See, as a rookie wanting to save money, I did go to Vegas, but the following weekend then everybody else went to Vegas because I was, uh, I know it sounds like it's lame, don't get me wrong, but I knew that the rookies would be on the hook for a lot of things financially that I did not want to go. And I, I, to be honest with you, I was 20, I was a fresh 24 at that time. And, uh, I did not want to go to Vegas for my first official time knowing that I might be footing a lot of these bills. And, uh, Wouldn't so, you just yeah, think, think YOLO that... at that moment? Like, even if this is going to put me into credit card debt, I'm partying <laughs> the Super Bowl rookie experience. I might not ever be back here again. Yeah, you know, if I, if I knew that I would have played uh, eight more years, potentially nine after, I would have YOLO'd it. But after when you're a rookie, fifth-round pick out of Rice, um, it's a little tougher to to YOLO uh, a Vegas trip with the vets. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that CAD doesn't go as far in Vegas as the No, no the exchange rate do. was down at the time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it was a lot of fun. I'm sure you have a lot of memories that you uh, keep right up here and are probably taken to the grave. Uh, we have a whole lot more we want to get <laughs> to with Luke Wilson here, former Super Bowl champion, NFL tight end, fellow Canadian on Drinks with Banks. Don't go anywhere. We're sipping on coffee. We'll be back after this.
Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm JSB. I'm so thrilled to be joined by fellow Canadian, former Super Bowl champion, NFL tight end, Luke Wilson. We are sipping on a little coffee here today on this lovely Monday afternoon where we're shooting the day after Super Bowl 55. We're just discussing what it's like to win the Super Bowl and the parties. But also, Luke, you've been on the other side of that losing Super Bowl to the Patriots in the last second. What was that party like? Yeah, it was, uh, so like you said, the year before, there's obviously a lot of uh, great emotion going on. Macklemore, you know, we have these parties at whatever hotel we're staying at. They ran out of ballroom, you know, lots of uh, alcoholic beverage choices. Um, and, you know, it was a great time. And being Canadian, as we've mentioned, uh, I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm a pretty big Drake fan. So the second year we went back, Drake was, you know, the main guy at the party. And I'm like, man, we're going to go out here, beat the Patriots. Uh, you know, we were on a heater, too. I would mentioned earlier one of our last straight uh, eight games in the season. Mm-hmm. Had a wild miracle comeback against Green Bay. It just seemed like destiny. And I'm like, we're going to be in a you know, small ballroom with the, the – the king of Canada, if you will, Drake performing. Yeah, he is, yeah. And uh, as we all know, the game didn't end very well for if you're a Seahawks fan. And um, it was a little strange because, you know, I, I had my immediate family there. Not that my mom and dad really cared, but my sister, um, I think, was pretty excited to be at the party with Drake, as would anyone be, you know. And... Uh, wait for him to kind of do his show and I remember sitting there and you're just like so disgusted and you have such a bad taste in your mouth from what just happened that I don't even think I stayed to watch I'm just like I gotta get out of here like I can't be I can't be happy and you know honestly if you would have gotten blown out I feel like I might have been able to be like okay well at least I can enjoy Mm -hmm. but to kind of uh, lose the way we did it uh definitely soured the idea of listening to Drake. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. The whole time everyone's probably just like like reliving that last play in their head and just sort I of think like freaking most cool. of the yes, most of the the party isn't necessarily just players obviously. There's a yeah. lot of like friends and family. So I think it was a kind of split of you know, friends slash family that were sad we lost but were excited they were at a Drake concert. Yeah. And uh, the rest of us who were just absolutely dejected over having, being, you know, two feet away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess that's like going to a wedding of someone that, like, you, you're you dating, and that would be weird. I guess that wouldn't really happen, because that would be, <laughs> you're like, I wish I was there. Uh, yeah. That would suck. I'm really sorry about that. But at least you do have the Super Bowl win, so it's, it's not like you haven't been to the been to the big dance and, and won it. Um, for you, Russell Wilson, what a guy. Just won NFL Man of the Year honors. What is What would be something that would surprise us about him as a person and um, and, and as a quarterback, but more so just uh, what, what kind of guy he's like? Um, you know, I think in if maybe the rest of the country, if they didn't already know, is starting to see it now with the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, but I think with Russ, just the time he commits, you know, to other people that aren't involved in football is pretty special. Um, You know, I remember in my younger years here, um, 
you know, Tuesdays is a pretty standard off day for the NFL. I'd say 9% of the teams have Tuesday off. And, I mean, guys are still in and out of the facility getting work in. And he was, too, you know, watching film, catching up. But it was like, for a lot of people, especially me as a young guy, it was like Tuesday was kind of a moment to catch your breath. Um, you know, get ready for the next week, whoever we're playing, mentally and physically. Whereas, like, he took that extra time and would visit Seattle Children's, you know, weekly. And that was something I just thought, you know, no one's making him do that. He's doing that on his own time, on his off time at that. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, being in Seattle as long as I have here, a lot of people have mentioned, you know, how much that means to a lot of the kids that he's visited. And that's just kind of one small story about Russ as far as, you know, the type of person he is off the field. Yeah, he seems that way, too, as you mentioned. A lot of the rest of the country is seeing that right now. Um, Got to ask, what's uh, what's on the docket for you coming up this season? Yeah, I'm uh, a free agent. So, you know, hopefully not for too long, but uh, I'm still trying to bang around. If it means being a journeyman, it, I guess that's what it means. But uh, obviously the hope is always, you know, to end back here in Seattle. Um, you know, playing seven of my eight seasons here have been pretty special. But uh, I guess we'll see. Again, kind of one of those weird times, I think, for a lot of veteran guys where the salary cap going down because of COVID and, you know, the draft in the college season not fully happening. And I don't know exactly how the – I know they're having a combine, but I don't know if they're going to be able to, like, fully evaluate everybody they want. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see if they go, you know, heavy rookies or heavy vets. But um, hopefully, either way, heavy vets in your case, you know, devil you know versus a devil you don't, right? So that's probably exactly. works in your favor. Uh, but there is a team in close to where you are right now in Seattle that is definitely looking for people, players to be part of their team. None other than the Seattle Kraken. You got the flow already. You can probably body check. You're Canadian. Um, yeah. I, I assume you can skate, so I just want to congratulate you on being a part of the newest NHL franchise. You know what? That's I feel like I, I looked the part, but I just don't know if I can actually, you know, I could probably uh, talk the talk in the locker room, too, and in the after hours, chirp. but as far as yeah. walking the walk goes, I don't know if I've got it. <laughs> no, you're not, not a hockey guy? Uh, I was when I was younger, but I'm not sure the Seattle Kraken are scouting 31-year-olds who haven't picked up a stick since they were 18. You know? <laughs> you, know? Hey, you never know. It's very, it's yeah. a very a happy Gilmore-esque premise right now. No doubt. Yeah, but very exciting time in Seattle. Uh, you know, Kraken has a, a lot of momentum behind them. Seems like a cool team to potentially work for. And I know that you have done some stuff with that NHL gaming challenge earlier this year. We got to take a quick timeout, but we will have a whole lot more with former Super Bowl champion, fellow Canadian, Luke Wilson. Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm JSB. We, of course, have Luke Wilson here with us, <laughs> sipping on some coffee. And we are going to play a game because he's Canadian. I'm Canadian, obviously. We tell everyone we're Canadian. Called How Canadian Are You Still? Because Luke's been in this country, America, for 12 years now. First question. Name three Canadian musicians slash bands. Oh, um, Drake. 
The Weekend Justin Bieber. Boom, easy. Okay, what is a double-double? Oh, come on. I mean, coffee at Tim Hortons with, I'm not a, two milk, two sugar? Cream, but. Cream? You got the, yeah, you got, good idea. I I drink my coffee kind of black, sorry. Yeah. I don't know though. Yeah, I mean, you're not drinking double-doubles to be, you know, staying in shape for game day. Um, (laughs) If I say it is 32 degrees outside, are you going to grab a parka or your shorts and t-shirt? Well, this is a bit of a strange question. 32 degrees Fahrenheit or Celsius? Just 32 degrees. First thing that comes to your mind. I mean, first thing that comes to my mind is Fahrenheit because 32 is zero Celsius. So I'm not going to... But if, uh, does that I mean, make me less Canadian? Listen, I grew up in Windsor. Yeah. The border town we use both. You, that does make you less Canadian. That one you got wrong because <laughs> 32, <laughs> you'd be grabbing your bathing suit. Okay, if you need to go number one or number two, do you go use the restroom or the washroom? Okay, I mean, if I'm in Canada, I'm using the washroom. If I'm in the States, I'm using the restroom. That was a big thing for me in college. The, the looks I got when I'd be like, where's the washroom at? In whatever restaurant I'm at, looks to me like I'm just a f-ing idiot. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, no one here says washroom. And then I now yeah. say restroom in Canada, and they're like, oh, like, you're so American now. Yeah. Uh, Name that delicious Canadian beverage that uses clam juice. The best. It's the Caesars, man. The Caesar. The best. Yeah. Not many people know that, and it's better than a Bloody Mary, and it's great. It's not even comparable. Eating. Not even. I know. Not. No one. No, Americans don't really like it. What's unfortunate, though, can I just go on a small rant here? Yes. Is please. that you say clam juice? Even for me, the idea of like clam juice sounds very gross. Mm-hmm. So it's like, everyone's like, ooh, but then the reality is it's not even, like Bloody Mary's and Caesar's aren't even, it's. Yeah. A, it's, I mean, it's yeah, a You don't think of it as clam juice, just clamato. It's just a thing. Then you taste yeah. it and you love it. Okay. These lyrics I'm about to say, you have to tell me the name of the band and the if song. This is a this, Nickelback this. song. I'm going to be upset with you. No, but I should have done that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, chicken or China, the Chinese chicken, you have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watching yeah. X-Files with no lights on, Don LeMay's on. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Um, you got do I need to name the song? Mm-hmm. You got it. Is it, is it the millionaire one? Oh, no. Shit, shit. <laughs> one week. And I'd sing it right now if it wouldn't cost us millions of dollars. Okay, I'm like I'm like 80% so Canadian. Yeah, I added it up. The fact that you knew it was Bare Naked Ladies and some of these are very debatable, odd questions because you change what you say based on the country you're in because you know that you are still Canadian. You still are. Check mark. All right, well, that is settled here on Drinks with Binks, guys. We still have a whole lot more we want to get to with Luke Wilson. We are sipping on coffee. We'll be back after this. Hey, what's up, 
everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all social media at Fubo Sports. Guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and binking here with Luke Wilson, who shares the name with an actor. And Luke, very quickly, if you had to pick another actor that you would share the name of with, who would it be? Vince Vaughn. Oh, you had that one ready to go, too. I mean, he's, he's, I, I, Vince Vaughn could just be standing and not saying anything, and I think he's funny. He is the best. Yeah. I, yeah. I love Vince Vaughn. That is great. I mean, also works alongside Luke Wilson in old school, so that's just like a nice little pairing for you to change your name. So whoever knows, maybe that's in your future, maybe it's not. Thank you so much for being with us here on the show, guys. You can follow Luke if you want to see more content that he's putting out, whatever that might be. Uh, it's L Wilson, two L's, remember, underscore 82, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us, guys. We have tons and tons of content. Got to watch those shows. Got to watch them. Drinks with thanks on our YouTube channel, at Football Sports. You'd think I'd know it by now, and I still don't. Thank you so much, Luke, for joining us. Bottoms up, bitches. Looking for a chill conversation over drinks with some of your favorite athletes, journalists, and celebrity sports fans? Well, you're in luck. Join me, Julie Stewart-Binks, on my show, Drinks with Binks, where we sit down with everyone from Stanley Cup winning head coach John Cooper to MLS commissioner Don Garber, legendary sports broadcaster Dan Patrick, and actor Colin Hanks. Listen to Drinks with Binks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Katie Nolan. I'm Grant Wall. I'm Boog Shambi. And I had way too many Drinks with Binks.